You're listening to Arc Radio Podcast. Assalamu alaikum and good evening. You're listening to In Conversation with on Radio Ramadan 87.7 FM. My name is Ghazala Hakim and I will be your host for the next hour. In Conversation With is a show that consists of two sets of couples chatting informally about everyday things that could affect couples and family lives. The response from the audience was incredibly positive and there were many requests for single parents to be brought on the show. So this evening we will hear from two single parents, a single mother and a single father about what it is like being a single Muslim parent and raising children after separation. We have with us Asif, thank you for coming in, and we also have Saira, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you for coming in. Okay, so firstly, Asif, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your work, family, and how long you've been a single parent? Uh, my, most of my family, they're back home in Pakistan, and I came here like uh, 11 years ago, and I became a single parent uh, almost two years ago. And I work as a, a taxi driver because that suits the most around my daughter's routine and stuff. You have to be very flexible, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially, you know, when you have to pick your daughter from school and drop her. If you have a nine to five job, it's, it's really kind of difficult to do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's how it is. Uh, Assalamu alaikum. Uh, my name's Sarah and I have one dependent child um, and I'm one of four siblings as well. Uh, I'm a professional. I've, uh, I work as um, in the beauty industry um, and I work full time in retail as well. And I have been single for about approximately seven years now. Okay. So that's quite a long time yeah. then, Sarah. So how did that come about in terms of what was life like uh, when you became a single parent? Uh, very challenging. I would say it's probably the best word to describe the whole uh, aspect of it. It's very challenging. What were those challenges? Uh, just everyday, every, everyday challenges, uh, you know, getting your, uh, being positive, getting out of bed, um, you know, uh, having the best interests of your child at heart, trying to do your best uh, to pay the bills, to put food on the table, you know, just ev- Everything, honestly, mm-hmm. everything was a challenge, from from not just the home life, working life. Then you're you know you're, you're thinking about the child, because um, children are well. My child was fairly young when I I, I was alone, so um, everything everything was a challenge. Okay, so you're the primary carer of yes. your child. Yeah. How did that come about? Did you say that that's it? That's my child. I'm going to keep him. Uh, no, to be honest, uh, the situation was such that um, I was a primary carer. Um, it, it just came about that way. It was an amicable decision um, that I would be a full-time carer. Mm-hmm. Um, as so I think 90% of cases are. Uh, I very rarely hear of, of, of the male being the primary carer. Mm-hmm. So that's how it just went about. And is uh, the father on the scene? Do you call parent no we don't uh he's he's not involved at all okay. that was his choice and in terms of when you were becoming a single parent and you were moving out you were having your own place and your child's coming along with you to a home where there was just going to be mummy yes what was that like for your child um it was difficult for him uh because he didn't quite understand he was very young um and obviously, as you can imagine, children have a lot of questions. Uh, they're very, you know, 
uh, clean-hearted, so they just say it how it is. Um, at, at the start, I think at the very, very start, he was he was immune. He, was, he just he didn't realise, and then maybe after a couple of months, he started to to ask a lot of questions about why and where, you know, and how and you know how long. Mm-hmm. So I, I think when the questions roll in, that's when it gets even more difficult. Okay, so how did you cope with that? Um, to be honest, I, I, it, it wasn't easy. It was very difficult because um, it's not the best scenario because you think that they're so young. What, what, what do you tell them? Do I be honest or do I hold back? Um, and, and, you know, like some of the, the elder generation just say, oh, say your, the dad's away to work or say that he's working away. But do you really want to lie to your child from such a young age? Mm-hmm. Is it best to be honest? So I chose the option to be honest. And that was obviously after I had taken some help through counselling, child counselling. Um, I was quite concerned because I thought that, um, you know, if I'm not honest, what could the consequences be? So... Um, I was honest to him and I said that, you know, when you get older, you will understand. And mummy will tell you more clearly that, you know, when you're in relationships, some relationships don't um, last and some do. And um, I will I'll tell you the rest later, but I and daddy are not together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he never had any questions after that until he got a little bit older and was okay. old enough to understand. Right. And, and did questions follow then? Always, the questions never stop, never exhale. So um, he did, he did ask questions at a later stage and uh, concerning questions as well, you know, because uh, I think for ch- your child's welfare, um, telling them the truth is one thing, but for them then you don't know how they're going to react or how they're going to deal with that in their little minds. And uh, he went away and he dealt with it somewhat to, to a negative way. And uh, that really did concern me, um, and so I had to reach out for help. And, and was that Islamic help, or was that generic? I would say generic. Okay. Yeah. And, and do you think if you had sought Islamic help, that that might have helped you? Uh, I, I, I wouldn't say it wouldn't have helped me. I mean, I my Islamic help came from within me, like me praying and making my son pray with, along with me. Um, I didn't reach out because I didn't know there was anywhere to reach out. I didn't think there was any groups of support or any Islamic advice centres where I could go at that time, seven or eight years ago. Now I know there's a lot more out there, but mm-hmm. but then there wasn't much and I didn't know where to go. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I can completely understand yeah. that because my child is 17 years old and um, I'm a single parent as well. And I've been a single parent from the moment she was born. No, literally, actually, uh, when I was pregnant. And she started to ask questions when she got to primary school because she would see fathers coming to pick up their children. That's exactly. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, so so-and-so's got a daddy, but why do I not have yeah, a daddy? I have a dad, yeah. And at that age, it is really difficult to be able to put into words that a five-year-old child is going to be able to comprehend that yeah. why they don't have a daddy there when, you know, your child can see a nuclear family when they go to school Absolutely. that there's a mummy there a daddy there and there's other siblings yeah. and she did crave a father and she craved to have other brothers and sisters and at 17 although she's old enough to be able to understand yeah. you know that craving is still there Absolutely. because she just wants the the happy ever after so as if i see you nodding uh, can you uh, relate to that? Yeah, yeah, I completely relate to that because, uh, you know, uh, my daughter, she has just turned six. 
And I never imagined that, you know, she will. I, I always thought, you know, I'm trying my best and, you know, she's, this is not going to affect her. But, you know, this, this is the reality. And, you know, I have, uh, I have very little respect for those parents who just walk away from the responsibility, you know, just, just like that. They, they just feel like they can do it, you know. They, they, had the, uh, they are responsible for bringing this child into this world. And then they can easily just walk away. And, and the most shocking thing is they don't even realize how difficult it is for the other parent and how it's going to affect the child. And they do not even acknowledge that what effort the other parent is putting in. They get very personal. They will drag you down. And they will ignore the fact that this is going to affect their child the most. And uh, I, I always tried my best. And I thought, I am, I am a great parent. I'm trying my best. I'm trying to compensate for you know, uh, all the deprivations you have as much as I can. And uh, one day I get a call from school and they say that uh, she has spoken to her friends about her uh, mummy, that, you know, my mummy, is, my mummy doesn't look after me and, you know, and uh, it, it really broke my heart. I was like, you know, she didn't speak to me because, yeah. you know, when kids go through this, uh, this kind of uh, trauma and stuff, it's very emotionally challenging for them as well. You know, they, they sometimes they in their little minds there are so many things going on. Mm -hmm. They're trying to make sense of things, what's going on, uh, because they really can't think uh, uh, really bad about the other parent because naturally they love the other parent, mm -hmm. and it's challenging for the parent as well to make sense of the things because as they as as uh, uh, the lady said that. Uh, you can't really, you, you don't want to lie to your child, but at the same time, you don't want to hurt them and make yeah. them feel that, yes, the other parent doesn't care about you and, you know. <laughs> so uh, so, if, uh, so they, it does affect, you know, I, I can completely relate that, you know, when my daughter said these things in the school and uh, I then I had to kind of, in a very uh, diplomatic way, tell her that, you know, mommy, mommy loves you. Uh, but, you know, sometimes relationships don't work. It's, right. it's really difficult to explain, you know. Okay. Uh, did she say this after the separation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Recently, so Recently, yeah. Right. And, and uh, when you became a single parent yeah. and you're the main carer of your daughter, yeah. so she is in your custody. Yeah, she stays with me full time, yeah. And how did that come about? Did you and your ex-wife discuss this? Uh... I mean, to be honest, I never imagined, you know, life like that. I always thought, you know, a perfect family for the kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is... Um, but from the beginning, I realized that she's not uh, taking the responsibility as she should be. And uh, I started kind of preparing myself that, you know, I have to, I have to take a responsibility uh, on my own. But, uh, <clears throat> but it took me... Uh, it took me a lot of time. It took me a lot of time to, you know, make the move uh, because I was very confused. It took me a really long time to take the decision that, uh, you know, uh, I have to look after my child on my own. And uh, it takes a lot of time to accept the reality as well. You know, you don't want to really believe that this is how the world is going to be. You always... Uh, think that you know uh, you might may you uh, you might be able to you know do things differently try to work with the relationship because you don't want your child to get hurt but uh, eventually I had to make the decision and I it was uh, a mutual decision that I, I I and happily you know I was like okay I will take the responsibility because it's better to look after my child on my own rather than living in a kind of 
uh, home where you don't get along with the other parent and the other parent is not putting enough effort to look after the child so i had to make make the decision mm-hmm. yeah okay and so ha- ha- when did you and uh, your child feel settled you said it was 2 years ago since you became a single so, parent uh, are you still adjusting to this new way of life i have uh, we have quite adjusted now because it's been now you know my daughter's uh, in a routine but uh, but still there are challenges because when kids uh, grow up you know uh, there are more questions there are more challenges there are more responsibilities and uh, you know um, you are trying to work on new things you are facing new challenges and uh, it it gets harder and harder you know it gets harder and harder because uh, when kids are growing obviously they're going to ask more questions and uh, you have to explain to them and uh, you have to put more effort in as well um so it's it's always getting you know difficult mm-hmm. and <laughs> you have to put more effort in yeah and and you mentioned about uh, what you do um for a living and yeah. how you've timed it around your daughter's um timetable with her school and all the activities that she would do with that Yeah yeah initially it was very challenging work wise as well because I I had a 9 to 5 job I was uh, I was working as an artist as well so I had to you know go to different locations and stuff and but but now I I don't have that flexibility you know now I have to work it around my daughter's routine you know there's no other option so I had to become a taxi driver so okay <laughs> so I drop her school and go to work and then uh stop it and uh, pick her up from school take her to islamic class and you know uh, do all sorts of things and say so, you know, did you have to make major changes to your life in terms of your work um i would just say i had to work twice as hard uh you have to work uh and bring in uh what two parents would instead of the weight being on one person's shoulders so of course that got very tough uh um and with your children or your child being so young um you know the pressure is definitely on but you you asked um uh, the gentleman a question you said um you know when did you feel settled you and your children well i was going to answer that with a question say are you ever going to be settled because your family's incomplete uh you know for your children it's never going to be settled because unfortunately you can't fill the gaps they might adjust they might brilliantly adjust they might not adjust as well but it is a question and it's always going to be a question until you know they are happy and for them the the happy ending is having a mummy having a daddy and having siblings yeah you know and you only can compensate in other ways you can't ever fill those gaps unfortunately and that's the sad thing about it and in terms of parents and relatives and family friends what kind of a role do they play in in your lives uh this this is another reality which which you only realize when you actually actually need your friends and your families and especially when it comes to your child um you know initially when when you when you become a single parent you you rely on all sorts of resources but because uh, as a parent um uh, gradually you become more uh, you know kind of um, uh, protective of your children you want to be uh, you want them to be loved as you love them and no and nobody can do that that's that's the reality and uh, gradually and a lot of people they can't do it i mean nothing against them but this is this is the fact you know you nobody can love your children as much as you do and nobody can look after them as uh, as as much as uh, you know uh, you do so uh, 
at the end most of the job you have to do it do it on your own although there are, i mean some of my friends uh, i would like to mention one of my friends his name is amir cream he most of the time he is looking after my daughter he's like a brother to me and uh, he has been there whenever i needed him and a lot of friends are well so called friends who d- did let me down as well i mean uh, you ask you can you think that they can help you and they will help you but um Uh, but but so you, know, you, you you have you have to do it on your own and as uh, as quick as you realize that it's better for you uh, and that just leads on to well, well it sort of piles on to the heartbreak that you're already going through yeah yeah so according to the office of national statistics 2014 saw 2 million lone parents with dependent children in the UK and women accounted for 91% of lone parents with dependent children And although there are no official statistics for the UK Muslim community regarding single parenthood, anecdotal evidence tells us that there is a significant rise of single parents in the Muslim community here in the UK with mothers generally being the main carers of their children. Asif, you're rare in that sense as we don't tend to hear of single Muslim fathers who are the sole carers of their children. How, how has that been for you in terms of being a, a single parent and especially being a, a a muslim single parent how has the community responded to that uh, a lot of times people do get surprised i mean they they do get surprised when i they find out that you know i am a single dad because a lot of times it's the other way around you know the uh, mothers are uh, single parents but um, but now i think uh, as you know both parents have equal responsibilities and i think there are a lot of uh, single dads dads as well but i think it's not as much stigma about single dads as much as it is about single moms mm-hmm. because when it's uh, about single moms especially in our communities it is about you know uh, usually they they concept is either they, they must have done something something mm. wrong you know it's it's it's, it's therefore they they were probably not a good daughter or good wife you know they they couldn't keep the relationship going um, but but as as a dad you know it's uh, as you said it it is it is rare but uh, i think there are bad mothers as well as there are plenty of bad dads as well mm-hmm. you know so Mm-hmm. So, Sarah, mm-hmm. being a single mother, yes. being Asian, being Muslim, being in the community, I think you and I could give numerous stories, uh, as well as from other single Muslim mothers, about how they've uh, had to deal with the community. How was it for you when you first became a single mom? And then, what about your family and, and relatives? How how was that process for you? Um, I think like. like uh, brothers here said that um in every situation there's good and bad uh same with family there's good and there's bad um at the beginning although i did have support i didn't you, you know you go through the blame factor first um so initially you you kind of cut off you don't take the support then um at a later stage um you know when you do sort of come out you shall you're able to deal with it um because you go through various stages don't you um of 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 dealing with it in your own manner but uh i think that the community can be quite harsh at times without realizing um especially the older generation in the muslim community i think they're stuck and set in their ways and uh, a lot of the time they say uh they they make very harsh 
comments or passive comments mm-hmm. that relate uh, you know to your character and um, that can be really hurtful you know uh, especially when you know the, the most common thing regardless of, of cultural background of age or irrespective of religion the main thing is that it always takes two to tangle and you can't just blame one party and I'm talking generalising any situation so why why is it only that when a mother is a single parent that oh you know yeah you know something she she's the one to blame you know um but yeah that is and uh, you know people are people are very uh, as the sister said that people are very judgmental you know uh, nobody knows better than you and if if i mean as 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 a parent uh and she she will watch for that as well that you you really try your best to to work out the relationship for the sake of your kids. Absolutely. If 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 you're if you're if you if kids are not involved, you know, it's it's much easier to walk away. You can you can start your life again. But when your kids are involved, I think you will be the last person to think about yourself. You know, you yeah. you'll be oh, just thinking about your own children. That's the thing you and think pe- about their welfare. Yeah. And but people judge you too quickly. They they uh, you know, it's especially in our community it's very common. You know, it's very common to judge people without even knowing you know or without even uh, being uh, you know sympathetic at all just just judge them or you know give them a tag uh, and and people give you know unwanted opinions as well you know they will say oh why did you get married to the wrong person uh, did you not try to work out the relationship now uh, and uh, why did you have child with the wrong person yeah that's if, a common you one. know so so if 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 you knew the future obviously you wouldn't do it but you know we we all come across, you know, challenges That's in life. That's not what you intend. Yes, like, you always think that your marriage is going to be forever. If if we knew that that this is going to happen, obviously we won't do it. But we never know what is life going to bring us, and uh, you know that, that's how life unpredictable is. And uh, yeah. Yeah, and obviously, you know, people leave for various reasons, um, whether you're in an unhappy marriage or whether, you know, there is some more serious issues going on or whether, you know, one of the partners has had an affair or somebody has turned to, you know, maybe like drinking and taking drugs. So there will be various reasons. And sometimes I feel the community wants to know what the reason was. So they want to satisfy that curiosity or shall we just just call it plain nosiness yeah, yeah. But, but from my experience i think when kids are involved most of the time the parents who make move is uh, is when they know that their kids are not happy and they're not safe that's when they make the move and they say that we are going to take i i couldn't agree less a hundred percent agree i think when you know deep within your heart and consciously in front of you that your child's not safe or that the circumstances surrounding that child are not safe anymore it's time to make a decision that's the only thing that will make you move out when you have children because otherwise you will try your best to work on the relationship because you want your kids to have both parents because you know that you know uh, that it's going to affect your children uh, really badly i mean this is i mean we hear quite a lot that you know children are you know happy when they're living with one parent but that's not actually the reality. Maybe it's good for the, you know, overall environment and, you know, there is less hassle. But as kids grow up, they do grow up with complexes and, you know, they, they really uh, can't make the sense of this, this situation that why the other parent is, on, is not involved as much as they should be. Okay. Sarah, you mentioned that seven years ago there was nothing there. 
in terms of support groups or yeah. people that you could turn to? Yes. Seven years on, do you yeah. feel that there is something in place? I would say there is, but not enough. But times have changed. People are a little bit more savvy now. Um, you know, and the law sort of um, guides you as well. Uh, now, it's a lot different, I would say. There's a lot of support groups out there, actually. Um, you know, there's a, tons of stuff, like, socially. So we've got Facebook for a start, and there's groups on Facebook. My, I, myself, have started a, a group on Facebook called the Scottish Single Muslim Mums. Um, we're actually up to 50 members now, just locally. Um, and so there's actually various groups like that that you can find on social media. Um, Do you think those groups make a difference? I think uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that they would impact your life greatly, but I think it's good to know that there is like-minded people who are in the same scenarios, who have been through the same circumstances or situations, and that you can reach out to them because they, they might just understand you a little bit better. And I think it just makes it a little bit easier to be able to talk to people in the same you know, scenario or who have been through the same scenarios. So what kind of advice would you give to somebody who's unfortunately having to become a single parent? I would say, uh, to be honest, the biggest thing should be to have your child's best interest at heart. It's, it, their welfare and well-being is the most important thing. Uh, where possible to be amicable uh, in all, you know, uh, you know, um, scenarios and have arrangements in place that protect your child from being hurt, for example, um, have set visits so that, you know, uh, the other partner, you know, the other party can't say, I'm coming to meet my son and then doesn't turn up, for example. You can't hurt that little child's feelings because obviously the child will question, well, why hasn't, you know, my mum or my dad turned up? So where possible, have arrangements. Reach out to the groups and forums. It's very, very important that you talk to family, to friends, any kind of support that you get, do take it. Um, reach out for counselling. That That's one that's free on the NHS and it really does help as well because you've got a non-judgmental ear that will listen to you. Um, and obviously just be true to yourself. You know, don't be stuck in a situation, um, you know, and, and suffer in silence. The only thing I can say again and again is to reach out. And there is a lot to reach. I think when you're in that situation, you sort of conceal yourself. You think there's no one that's going to listen or there's no one that understands. But what I always told myself was well, out there, there's someone in a worse situation than me. And that's what kept me going. And then also the responsibility of having a child stuck to your tummy, you know, in terms of you, you've got to feed him, you've got to bring him up, you've got to raise him. His education matters, you know, his Islamic studies matter. I want him to be a good person, respect women. That thought kept me alive. That kept me positive. That's what kept me going. Asif, what kind of advice would you give? <coughs> I would like to give uh, advice to both parents, and, you know, the resident parent and the parent who, who has walked away from the responsibility, that please don't get personal. Because a lot of parents, when they separate, they do get personal as well. I mean, sometimes resident parents as well and their distant parent as well. They try to drag the person down and they, they will not, again, realize that how it's going to affect your child. They just want to, uh, you know, drag that person down because they feel like, you know, they, they have let you down or they have... They have uh, they were the reason for uh, breaking up the relationship. But it's so, not all about them, you know, it's about the child, you know, it's about the child. You you can't really uh, hurt the other parent because you uh, it's going to satisfy your ego. 
you need to think about your child. So it's, it almost sounds as if they're they're expressing their anger and venting their frustration. Yeah, and a lot and of a lot of parents they do that. And being know, selfish. And yeah, very selfish. You know, be, being very selfish, not realizing that how. I mean, sometimes the resident parents they 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 try to keep the child away from the other parent because uh, they they feel like okay, this this is how I'm gonna win. And uh, sometimes the distant parent is like uh, they they will not turn up for the visits, uh, for the like uh, uh, meeting of the child. Sorry, I'm gonna cut in. It's not a game, you know. It's not about winning, and exactly. I totally agree with you. But the thing is, like you said, the the the, the focus should be this little child, this innocent little child. Yeah, but unfortunately, uh, as we'll does, know, yeah. that child sometimes gets stuck in the middle. Yeah, and is watching and listening. And very often, a lot of people will say, oh, but they're still just a small child. They won't understand. But children do pick up absolutely everything. Everything, It's even the emotions and vibes in the room. They actually pick up more than than you. They actually pick up and understand more than you. And sometimes as a single parent, you get surprised when they when they say things or when you realize, as as I told you earlier on, that when Medora mentioned something in school, I was shocked. I was like... She's been really brave, brave, good girl with me, and she she has never told me anything like that. And she's talking to her friends like, "Oh, my mummy is not nice. My mummy is not looking after me. She doesn't look after me." And I was like, "Have I done something wrong myself that my daughter is not, you know, confident enough to talk to me?" But actually, that's that's not the reason. You know, the reason is because they become stuck emotionally as well. You know, they, they become, they, they can't open up because there are so many things going through their minds, their minds. and they're trying to make sense of things, but it, but they can't. You can't even make sense of things yourself. You know, what is going on? Why? The other, I mean, it, it takes you a long time to realize that, you know, the other parent is is really not interested because you, you, you try to think uh, as a parent. When I think about mothers, I think about my own mother that my mother loved me so much she looked after me like that so every mother is like that but and I, I equally i think that as my father i think yeah. my father looked after us so well he was so responsible so we have the, the this image of you know with our parents as being perfect role models yeah. and so i said who did you turn to then you know who was your support mechanism uh to be honest, most of the time I was just praying to God. I was praying to God that God, please, you know, because I didn't know really what to do. Uh, you know, I was like, I had to balance work. I was, I, I don't have a lot of family here. You know, there are only uh, one or two friends. One of my teachers, Baji Shibana, she was, she was, she was a lot of time there as well. And my father, my friend Amir Kareem, he was, he was very supportive. But I don't have like siblings or, or you know other uh, other family members here. So most of the time I was, I was on my own. And I had to pave my way through all the, you know, all all the circumstances I I had. And have you come across any kind of groups, whether they meet kind of like informally in like a community centre or maybe something online? Is there something that you've been able to reach out to? Yeah, there, there, there was a there was a dad's group in uh, tramway, uh, so I went there once, uh, and uh, then uh, there are online, you know, uh, forums as well. Uh, but again. You know, uh, you should seek professional help because obviously, initially, you are very depressed. You are you are very stressed, and you are going through so uh, you know so so many so many uh, obstacles. So obviously, you need uh, professional help. But uh, uh, to be honest, I I, di- I didn't get I I didn't, I, I didn't have time to 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 you know approach anybody, and uh, I, I realized very quickly that I have to do things on my own. You know, I I have to be strong, and you know I have to do things on my own. Um, so, so looking to the future, what does that hold for you and your child? 
I I believe you know every every effort you put towards your child is is worth is worth it because you are you are doing everything for their future and uh, you you are their hero you know you you it's it's very rewarding when you see your kids growing and and they're very close to you as well because they only uh, look up to you you know they they approach you for everything so you're very close to them so every effort you know is is worth it uh, although it's very difficult but but you got to do it you know you're you're responsible for that child Sarah, so, would you remarry? Is that something that's a, a, an option for you in the future? Yes, of course, of course. I mean, um, just because it went wrong once or, you know, something didn't work doesn't mean necessarily that um, the same would happen. You know, you have to be very focused and very positive. And yes, I would be open to that. Okay, so what what would you be doing differently the next time around? Has it... Are there kind of like specific characteristics that you're looking for? Are there going to be kind of like little demands on what he should do or not, you know, just yeah. to safeguard yourself? I don't think there would be demands as such. I think um, it, it, most importantly, it's not just about me anymore. I've now got, you know, a child. And uh, for me, the, the, the main and the most important thing would be that he is respective of, of my child, he's accepting of my child and that you know we can sense that he's genuine um, and somebody you know obviously who is you know uh, close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because deen is very important um, in terms of you know how you're going to raise your child uh, we don't want someone that's very modern because obviously um, I, I, I just would be worried about what kind of future that would Mm-hmm. hold for my son as well so like I say it's not just about me uh, it's more about how the person's going to be around my child, What, how he reacts to that and how he accepts that and what kind of an influence he will be Absolutely, because he, your child's obviously growing up still very young and is growing up and he's coming to that age where he'll be thinking and absorbing so much Absolutely, uh, and obviously the time to learn a wee bit more about Islam because yeah. he's, he's old enough and he's growing into teenage years now so he's at that vulnerable age so um, uh, you know, you can't just let anybody into to his life. He's got to be comfortable with it as well. He's got to, adjust, you know, the, it's an adjustment. It's a big adjustment for a child okay. to make. And, and would you seek ex- external advice? Um, I, I don't see what's wrong with seeking external um, ad- advice. I think you should always reach out and be open-minded uh, because you never know, uh, you know, f- from what aspect you're going to get uh, good advice. Okay, and Asif, how about you? Uh, would you remarry? Yeah, of course. I I, I would like to settle down. Most most importantly for for my daughter as well, because it's she she needs uh, because as as she's a girl, so obviously she she needs a woman more than me as she's growing up now as well. Uh, but it it will be a very kind of uh, uh, difficult, you know, to to find the right person as well because now there's a child involved. It, it's not like before, you know, you you meet the person because you find them attractive, or uh, you know, you 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 just feel like you can get along and you can get married. But when there is a child involved, you have to make sure that the other person is going to be, uh, you know, looking after your child um, in 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 a good manner. And mm-hmm. they are going to be, you know, uh, obviously a sportive parent. And uh, th- th- it's, it's quite difficult. It's quite difficult as well. But obviously, uh, you know, if you meet the right person, I think it's, it's, it's really good. It's really good for you and good for your child as well. And are you looking for specific qualities in, in, 
Uh, of course, the, the, the qualities are, I mean, a lot of times you hear stories that, you know, stepfather or stepmother, mm-hmm. they treat child badly. I mean, they, these are very, a lot of stories you is hear. Is that a worry? Yeah, of, of course, course that, that, worry. That, is a, that is a worry, you know, that, that is the biggest worry, you know. It's, uh, as, uh, as we explained earlier, that when, when you have a child and even if you're getting married or if you're moving out or, you know, whatever you're doing, you, you think about your child is on your mind all the time, you know. It's, it's like... If you're thinking about getting married, you're not getting. You're not thinking about yourself. You're just thinking that what what will happen if the other person is not going to treat your child nicely. So you have to make sure that you meet the person who you have confidence in that they will look after your child. Um, I think that's it, the, the next step. Exactly what you're saying is then involving your children, but only once you're 100% sure that you've met the right person that you know can be a good role model to your child. And introducing this, you know, prospective partner to your child, how how would you go about doing that? Um, To be honest, I think at some point your child needs to be added to the equation because you you can't keep it from them. You can't, it can't come across as a surprise either. Um, If I did, inshallah, meet somebody then, and I was 100% positive, like happy, and, you know, completely mind made up sure that this person... Um, you know, is is respective of me, accepting of my son, and he can be a, a great role model. Then I would be willing to, you know, allow my son to, to to meet or to speak to this person. And once he did, and he and you know, if he was happy and he felt comfortable, then, you know, that's the most important thing. Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously, I, I mean, if if I meet anybody, uh, very I'll be very upfront. You know, telling them what 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 uh, I'm looking for, or you know, what my responsibilities are. Because when you're in a relationship, you share everything. So once once you're sure, as uh, sister said, that you have to be hundred percent sure that you know you have met the right person and you want to take things further, and you can intru- there is nothing wrong. You can introduce them, and when you know that that you know this is how future going to be, and uh, inshallah, if if it happens that way, you know. Everybody will be very happy. Okay, that's great. And what are your future aspirations for yourself and for your children? Uh, well, I, I think just to keep doing what what you what I'm doing as a mother, um, and that is just to stay focused, be positive, do the best I can do for my son. Um, you know, provide him with the best education where possible, and you know, give him the things in life that you know he wants and he needs. Uh, other than that, you know, praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to get me through this difficult time and to make it easier on all single mothers and all single fathers. Yeah, uh, the, my daughter's happiness, I mean, that's that's the most important. I would like, you know, to her to be happy, uh, have to have less, less worries and, uh, you know, grow up as a strong woman, you know, well-educated, strong, who can, um, you know, take all the challenges in life like a strong woman with her head high. So, mm-hmm. so that's 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 what my um, that's that's what I think, and that's that's what uh, that's how I sh- I will try my best, you know. Absolutely, because uh, we're not uh, in a day and age where women had to be the silent partner, where she just cooked and cleaned and 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 gave birth. Yeah, you know, she, uh, we are and always have been equal in terms of Islam and living in a Western world, you know, that, that fight for equality is always ongoing and it is a lot more prevalent here than in some Asian countries that, you know, where uh, we've come from. 
And we just need to keep fighting for that equality. We need yeah. to keep fighting for fairness. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, Sarah, you and I will probably know how much a lot more difficult it is for single Muslim yeah. moms rather than, <coughs> excuse me, rather than fathers. <coughs> excuse me. And um, all we can do is keep on, you know, again, <coughs> excuse me, listeners, <laughs> I've just obviously got a sore throat. <laughs> Apologies for that. But as I was saying, we just got to keep on fighting for the equality and how, you know, we're, we're going to solve this situation and release the, you know, combat the myths about being single parents and I think divorces. People, I, I think it's a shame. I think the older generation really need to get out as well. A lot of them are still stuck in their ways, you know, the old ways. I'm not saying it's wrong. I just think to some extent that, you know, for example, uh, if the, there's a couple of people in our family, girls and boys, who are, who are unfortunately in positions where they're divorced. So, uh, for example, my parents, they are so much more, you know, understanding now than what they probably were 10 years ago to, the, the you know, the aspect of divorce. Unfortunately, because it is on an increase and because there is rising numbers of divorce, um, you know, some do adjust, and I think that that's more the the middle generation. But the the elder generation seem to be quite stuck in the reason. It's it's just a shame because then the, it, the children who are affected by you know these situations are affected further. As if you have any final words for us. Uh, yeah, I would like to uh, say something. Uh, what sister is saying about uh, you know uh, the stigma about divorce and everything. I should we should never. I mean, a lot of in our community, parents do tell their daughters. You know that you are uh, you are leaving our house forever now, and you're going to live there. We shouldn't tell our daughters that. We shouldn't yeah. tell. We should always keep our doors open for them. We should tell them that don't stay in an abusive relationship. If somebody is not going to respect you, treat you nice, you know it's you okay know, to walk away. It's, it's yeah. okay to it's okay to walk away. You're you're you are worth much more than you know an abusive partner or somebody who does not respect you. And I will never tell my daughter that, you know, you're going forever. I will always say that, you know, daddy will always be there for you and you can you always have to make the right decision and right choice. Okay, thank you. And could I just say that we all have good and bad days. Um, just try not to break down in front of your children because obviously you are their strength as well. Put your trust in Allah and always remember um, that you're a strong woman or a strong man if you're in this situation and surround yourself with like-minded people. That's very important. Thank you so much. Asif, Saira, thank you very much for coming into the studio and taking part in In Conversation With and for your openness about what it is like to be a Muslim single parent. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you to all the listeners for joining us. Stay tuned for more Radio Ramadan. For more information and to listen to more podcasts, visit us at arc.score or check out the Arc Media app.